How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Board and Browsing Podcast. My name is Danny. As always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Samson and Sean. Hello. Hello. How's it going, boys? How you doing? Pretty good. I'm sweating through my shirt, and it's white, so y'all are in for a treat in the video chat. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. It's a wet t-shirt contest. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm moving into a new apartment, and so right now, my computer and microphone are set up on a cardboard box next to my oh. bed. I also... Don't have a desk chair, so even if my desk was free of uh, books and assorted papers, then uh, I still wouldn't be able to use it there unless I was sitting on a box, which I guess is possible. Your situation kind of reminds me of the beginning of an Animal Crossing game. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, except the debt that I'm in is impossible to get out of instead of, uh, <laughs> or, or not impossible, but I unfortunately can't do things like collect, uh, fossils and butterflies to pay it off, which would be a lot nicer. I'm instead pretty I have sure to, like, not yet. dinosaur fossils, you could pay yourself out of debt though, Sean. Yeah. I feel like that would help a lot. Yeah, but they probably wouldn't come out of the ground in one shovel. I mean, not with that <laughs> attitude. You know what? You're <laughs> right. I'm going to go right after this. I'm going to head to the park next door and just start digging. I'll look for some little X's. Yeah. Also, it's not going to happen if you keep skipping arms day, Sean. <laughs> hey, I, I never thought about how strong a villager needs to be in order to lift a fossil out of the ground. Incredibly strong. Yeah. Villagers yoked. Anyway, <laughs> um, today is another ranking episode. So a couple weeks ago, we actually did a ranked episode where we talked about our top five summer recommendation movies. So we went in, we talked about movies that kind of represented how we felt about summer, how we envisioned it, like things that reminded us of summer, and gave some recommendations for you. It was so much fun that we're going to do it again, but this time we're going to be do we're going to be doing Netflix comedies. So these aren't necessarily things that we view as comedies. These are, if you were to look online, what Netflix categorizes as a comedy mm -hmm. were available for us to choose from. So that means we're going to be choosing a top three list of Netflix comedies that we think are you must watch. Like these are the best of the best in our opinion. And if you haven't checked them out, we definitely recommend you should. Of course, we're going to be give, going to be giving some honorable mentions as per usual. And there's a lot on the list that we didn't really get to touch on because it's a top three. So we want to narrow it down because there aren't as many options for Netflix original comedies as there are for movies about summer from 19 whatever to <laughs> 2020. What? Like, there, it's just such a shorter like bar graph that we can look at. So we felt top three was more representative of giving our actual preferred show opinions rather than just stretching it out as far as we can. Yeah, yeah. So, um, how did you guys do with this list? Like, what, what were your thoughts coming into it? What were some criteria, I guess, you were looking for in terms of favorite comedies? Um, I don't know. Honestly, it was hard picking between my top three and some other ones. Uh, I, I, I just chose the ones that I think made me laugh the hardest and had the biggest impact. Okay. Hmm. Uh, for, for me, it was uh, a little bit of... I it, it, it's it's hard because I ended up getting a little torn between whether or not I should put story as like whereas whether I should consider story an important part of my ranking or if I should just go on 
like how much it makes me laugh and or how in, like you know how how good I think it is separate yeah. from the story itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up not really valuing story very much, which will be kind of seen in my honorable mention a little bit. It'll it'll become a little more clear what I mean by that, I think. Okay. Well, I think that's a perfect segue. Why don't you take us into your honorable mentions for top Netflix comedies? All right. Well, uh, I have two honorable mentions, uh, the first being Disenchantment. Now, Disenchantment is a, a weird was a weird one for me because I I enjoyed it, but for it just it didn't make me laugh very much. Yeah. And I I thought the story was pretty decent and I I cared, you know, to a certain degree about the characters, but it just it, it never really um it, it didn't make me laugh as much as, you know, a lot of other, like, quote-unquote adult animated shows. So yeah. I, I didn't quite feel like I should put it up in my top three. And my other one uh, was Mystery Science Theater 3000, Ooh, that is The Return. Uh, <laughs> and I, I have to say, I haven't seen, you know, all of those episodes because it is, like, each episode is a movie, pretty much. Yeah. So it, it can be, it's not like something you can really binge um, and, and because it's kind of a movie show, I, I put it in honorable mentions because I don't know if it, I, I, it like kind of to me doesn't fit the normal TV show criteria. So I decided I was like, you know what, I'll put that in honorable mentions because yeah. it's sort of like stands separate from regular shows. Uh, I agree with you about, sorry, uh, oh. I agree with you about Disenchantment. I think it's like your typical Matt Groening TV show, especially yeah. like sitcom based. Like yeah. The Simpsons has very few moments where I genuinely laugh out loud. Futurama had very few moments where I genuinely laughed out loud. And I think Disenchantment focuses more on the story than it does like going for the comedic aspect. I think Netflix categorizes it as a comedy and I still think it's worth watching. Oh, yeah. But I agree with you that it definitely didn't breach my top list because of those reasons. Yeah, yeah I, I think feel it's the same way. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Samson. You go. No, you're good. No, I, I feel oh. similarly. Uh, I don't think Disenchantment's really ever made me laugh, but like it's it's fun, and you don't get a whole lot of like, you know, uh, medieval fantasy kind of like uh, comedies. I feel like, especially yeah. You know, I just thought, I think it's unique and it's fun to watch, but it's entertaining. No, sure. Yeah, exactly. I also think it's hilarious that he has a show now that takes place in the past, present, and future. <laughs> yeah, Gotta like, catch like he's done one of each. Just collect. Yeah. Uh, Samson, what do you have as your honorable mentions? Okay, I have a few. I mean, Disenchantment and MST3K are definitely up there. I've watched all of, like, The Gauntlet especially is a really great season of Mystery Science Theater. But, um, again, it's it's longer. It's, you know, it's up there, but it's not my favorite. Um, also up there is um, Wet Hot American Summer, the prequel and sequel series, are both great. <laughs> um, they don't reach the, how, like, how perfect I think that original movie is, but they're really fun. Uh, but again, not reaching top three. This is going to be controversial, and this was almost my third, but Big Mouth didn't make my top mm. three. Um, Ooh, okay. Uh, I think almost purely because of the bad musical numbers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a musical theater kid. I love me some musical numbers, but uh, I really am not a fan of the vast majority of Big Mouth's uh, musical numbers. Still a great show. It's really funny, uh, and I highly recommend it, but not not quite there. And my other ones, real quick, are um, Love is a Great Show. It's a romantic comedy with uh, Jillian Jacobs, who plays uh, Britta on Community. And um, I don't know the other dude's name, but he, he's in stuff. Um, but it's a fun show. Um, I definitely recommend that. It's like, I don't even like romantic comedies, and I thought it was fun. Um, hmm. And real quick, uh, Joel McHale Show with Joel McHale. It's like The Soup. 
but um you know but for netflix and they canceled it it was fun it's not the best show but it was entertaining and michael bolton's big sexy valentine's day special is one of the funniest (laughs) things i have seen on netflix you have to check it out but it's like it's more of a special than it is a uh you know a movie or a show um but it is so funny and it's got a ton of snl people like andy samberg and like i'm pretty sure bill haters in there too and like mayo rudolph but it's just genuinely funny and i highly recommend it it's so campy and tongue-in-cheek and it's perfect but that that's yeah. it for me i say that's it but those were like seven things so <laughs> hey, no, that's why it's honorable mentions it's yeah. tough to figure out because they're so close to what you view as the best of the best yeah mm-hmm. um I, I'm I'm with you as well. I also had Big Mouth as my honorable mention. Um, it was so tough for me to not put it on my top three, but I thought the shows that I put up there were just slightly better in terms of mm-hmm. like how much I laughed and how much I enjoyed them. Uh, a couple other other ones. I'm surprised you didn't put this, so I think it might be on your list. But American Vandal, um, that was one of the funniest mockumentaries I've ever seen. It, it's really good. I just think that it's not everyone's cup of tea. So I didn't think it was like it deserved to be a top three for me, but it was definitely up there. Um, the last two are Master of None, which is Aziz Ansari's um, television show that ended in 2015. It's a really great show that touches about like him being an Indian American and um, trying to make his way into the film industry. But also it's got like some really great moments in season two. He goes to Italy and he has this entire like black and white old-fashioned Italian movie sequence of him just like biking around the cities and it, it looks like those old movies you have to watch in film class it's really good I really really enjoyed the show I just didn't think it was comedic enough for me to put it as a top three my favorite description I've only seen one episode of Master of None but uh one of my friends uh my favorite description of that show was my friend said it was uh Louie for people that can't handle Louie yeah <laughs> It has very similar vibes, but I think Aziz Ansari is not as much of an asshole and also didn't, like, touch people and make them do horrible Uh. shit. He's not canceled. Um, Yeah. And then my final um, honorable mention, it's actually a movie. It's called Little Evil. So this is with um, Ben from Parks and Rec, uh, Amy Poehler's, like, husband in the show. Um, he becomes a stepdad after he moves in with this girl he's been seeing. Turns out her kid is actually the living embodiment of the Antichrist. Oopsies. Um, but no one really believes him, and the kid's just fucking with him nonstop. So he's, like, trying to murder, uh, this guy and also, like, bury him in holes and just making his life miserable, and it's so funny. I really do recommend it. Sounds like any real stepchild to me, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Hey-oh! Pretty much, yeah. Uh, so, it, uh, who wants to take us away with their oh, number three? I was just going to say, you, you reminded me that I forgot to include the, the movies uh, mm. of my honorable mentions. I just had two. Uh, uh, they're rom-coms. There's A Christmas Prince and The Princess Switch. Now, when I say that these movies are excellent, you might think I'm saying that these movies are really good. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that these movies are near perfection. The Princess Switch especially, I don't remember the actress's name because I'm bad at names and I'm bad at actor and actress names especially, but she's famous. And she plays two characters? What? You're talking oh about Vanessa Hudgens, aren't you? I am talking about her. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you thought if you thought that, that Split was good, wait until you see The Princess Switch. Okay, she plays a regular baker girl and also a princess. 
Can I think you I've even seen imagine? Oh yeah, it's it's great. But I'm sorry, you know, I didn't mean to, to derail us. We can move back into the actual list now. Yeah. Well, who wants to go first? Uh, if if we want to go the same order, I guess I can go first. Even though I just passed up talking. <laughs> Let's go for it. Let's go for the same order. All right. So uh, for my number three, uh, I had uh, a p- potentially a, a little bit of a contestable pick, but I put the Midnight Gospel up there. Mm-hmm. And I should say that I think I still have a couple episodes left, but I just really enjoy that show. And I think a part of it for me is the very free for me kind of flowy nature of it. And I wouldn't say that it's necessarily the funniest show. But it is listed by Netflix. I was actually kind of surprised to find it as a dark comedy up there. I didn't really think it was necessarily going to be listed as a comedy. I don't know what you would really describe it as, to be honest. It's just weird. And I think it's so unique that it it just really gets the effect that it's going for of this sort of like weird kind of like out there making you think about stuff. It's it's a show that's kind of weird to describe. And the kind of only recommendation I have is just watch it. Yeah. And it's pretty enjoyable in my mind. I mean, I don't know how Netflix could possibly fit any other shows if they made Philosophical Acid Trip as a category. Yeah. So, so I understand why they put it in comedy. That makes they have a lot to. of sense. And there is, there is, I mean, it has made me laugh as well. Yeah. There, is, there is some funny stuff in there. And the, the visuals especially, uh, the first episode in, in particular that I'm thinking about is just... Got it's it's it, the and the visuals are very entertaining. I think when we talked about this before, Samson or maybe you mentioned like watching an episode twice once to hear what's actually happening and once to just watch the stuff going on. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So with enough rambling, that's that's my number three. Cool. Um, I I support everything you say there. I I think it's one of the coolest shows you can see because it is so unique. So I I would recommend it as well. Definitely didn't make my list, but I think it deserves to be mentioned because it is a fantastic show and Pendleton Ward did a great job with Tim Duncan on that. Yeah. Yeah. I should also mention that I haven't actually seen that many Netflix comedies. So like maybe if I had seen more other ones would have fit onto the list, but out of what I've seen, it definitely is my number three. Yeah. Samson, what you got? So my number three is, uh, F is for family. Um, I know I talked about this recently, so I won't talk about it too much, but, um, you know, it's created by Bill Burr and I think it's semi autobiographical. Um, it's just, um, a really fun, and I, I don't know if it's fun, but like, it's a really interesting <laughs> and funny, uh, exploration of like a lot of like, um, pretty, what can be more intense themes, like, especially like the, the newest season has to do with like, you know, um, like generations of like men passing down this toxicity and like abuse to their children. You know what I'm saying? And then just like this, the cycle of that. Um, how it never ends. And, you know, the the show is really interesting in the way that it, it, it deals with uh, just masculinity as a whole. It, it's It's got really interesting uh, themes and really pushes its characters in really interesting ways um, while also being genuinely funny and, like, making me laugh, like, aloud to myself, like, even when mm. I'm all alone, which is, like, something <laughs> that doesn't usually happen. Um, you know, so... Um, I really recommend it. The animation's kind of cool, and the voice acting's great. Uh, yeah, highly recommend it. Cool. Brad. 
So, um, for my number three, I have Tim Robinson's I Think You Should Leave. This is a sketch comedy show which has six episodes, and basically, Tim Robinson used to be a writer for SNL, and then he got his own show, and it's so out there and funny. It's just like little five to ten minute bursts of comedy segments, and it feels like you're watching an improv show where they just keep doing sketch after sketch after after sketch. Like, it is unbelievably hilarious. Tim Robinson is incredibly creative. If you haven't seen, like, at least one of the sketches from the show, you need to check it out because he he's a fantastic writer, and a lot of the stuff that he had on there was actually turned down from being on SNL, which is one of the reasons why he started his own show. I think it's going to get another season. I haven't heard anything about it, but it was very popular for a while, so I can't see it not. I just mm. think, like... This was one of the shows where I was watching it with friends multiple times because of like how much the people I was with wanted to show it to others. And uh, I was sorry, also real taking quick, it says renewed. It is on, renewed. Okay, Netflix, cool. Yeah. Um, well, the other thing I was taking into account with my list was how much the people around me wanted to keep watching it as well. Mm. So, like, if it was a comedy I was enjoying, that's one thing. I laugh at just about anything. But if it was a comedy I was enjoying and people were also talking about and showing, I was like, okay, that should have some effect into the top list. And this was one that every single person I showed it to that I lived with was showing it to the next person as well. And they kept coming back to watch it. So I think it's really good, and I think it deserves to be on my list, and that's why I have it number three. Right. Yeah, I'm um, <clears throat> for, uh, you know, I'm not going to talk about it right now. Uh, I'm not going to comment on I think you should leave for no particular reason, not <laughs> suggesting anything about where uh, that I might have to talk about it later. Maybe, I don't know. Samson, do you have anything to say uh, about it? Uh, no. Because of the same thing. Oh, yep, no, no, no. For it could be, it could be any reason. It could be any reason at all. Uh, well, <clears throat> you know. Uh, so, so moving on. My number two. I have what you both put in honorable mentions. I have Big Mouth. Um, I just loved that show. It 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 makes me laugh. It's it, it's one of those shows. I think it's kind of the opposite of Disenchantment for me. Where story, yeah, you know, doesn't really matter that much. The characters are, are fun, but they don't really have me in, engaged that much in, like, their their problems and their emotions. But it's just made me laugh so much. And it is, I, I will admit, that it definitely goes for kind of gross-out comedy a decent amount. But it hits enough that, you know, I, I don't think it counts as too much of a negative towards the show in my book. Um, it, when season three came out earlier... Oh, no, it wasn't earlier this year because it was in 2019. It was end of 2019. I essentially watched the entire thing in, like, a day and a half with my roommate, Alex. We just, like, we're like, oh, okay, let's watch it. Then we watched, like, six episodes straight, and we're like, well, I guess we should, I don't know, eat dinner or something, I, I guess. But, yeah, so I just, I, I love Big Mouth, and I love so many of the people involved with Big Mouth as well. Uh, just uh, John Mulaney, for instance. Nick Kroll? Yeah. Yeah. That? Yeah. Love them all. Uh, I could go on forever, but I, I won't because, you know, we already talked about it a little bit. Yeah. I, I mean, we, we've said it before, but Big Mouth is genuinely one of the best comedies you can see on Netflix. It, it It's just so relatable. Like, everyone goes through puberty, and this show talks about it in a way that, like, makes you feel more comfortable with the things you might have had happen to you. Like, everyone who is a man or identifies as a man and has, like, a penis has probably had a boner in public and, like, been super embarrassed about it. Like, that's just a thing that happens. Oh, everyone who... To Samson so much. <laughs> it happens to Samson all the... Uh, Danny, I don't know when the last time you 
you know, because because you know, I was like, I've gone on a walk with Samson, you sure. know, in in the past couple months, and it's just so embarrassing. He's just there, just like strutting, and he's proud of it. It's yeah. oh my god. And then like, sorry, a, Samson. Any any like woman or identifying person as a woman, like who has had a period, like. I'm sure they can relate to that as well. There's just so many little things in there that touch on what it was like growing up through puberty. And I think this show, it just deserves a ton of credit. It really does. It, it's it's phenomenal. The animation style is a little weird, but it's it's a phenomenal show. <laughs> Ooh, and I definitely have to say, I never skipped that intro. Oh, yeah. I'm going through changes. Okay, so, um, you know, I'm not going to let Sorry, this Samson, go on you without, me. without... You interrupted me? Sorry, no, Samson, okay, I don't myself. care. I don't... Hair. Oh wow! Wow. Okay. Big, sorry. I was singing the theme boy. song. I'm okay, not going to wow, get my fine. name get dragged no, through the No. No. Come mud. on. Give your bad opinion. Give your bad no. opinion. You want to know why I'm so good looking, Sean? Yes. No. Lots <laughs> of reconstruction surgery to look like wow. Ken from Barbie. And you know what? <laughs> what you said is factually untrue because I have gotten the surgery head to toe, Sean. Head to oh, toe. Wow. To look like oh. Ken. Samson, sorry, I, I forget that it's just that, you know, you, you like carrying um, your recording microphone, your massive microphone around in your pocket. So that's probably, you know, what I mistook for, because you're always ready to film a podcast. That's that's what I should say, record, I should say. Samson, yeah. always, he, he has a backpack with his computer and recording equipment, microphone in his pocket. I, I forgot about that, Samson, you're right, I, I look like a fool. Uh, right <laughs> well, I guess now's a good time to tell you that I, that's not what I've been doing. That's what I told you, so you wouldn't realize that I'm collecting information on you for the FBI. They're no! taking you in, Sean. What? Yep. But Sean sells ketamine. <laughs> okay, you know, despite whether or not that may be true, which I will not comment on, if it were true, I'll have you know that there's a lot of good people who do ketamine. Who need their ketamine? But all there's right? nobody good that sells ketamine. I'm not exactly. There's me. That's why I fill that market. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to name drop or anything. But, but. Uh, oh, you're uh, you're a good guy with a. Let's just with say. Let's just say. Sales. Let's just say their name rhymes with Shmarak Shmobama, one of the people who I sell ketamine to. And if if you have a problem with whoever that mysterious person might be, maybe you have a problem with with just you know people in general. Shmarak so oh, Mobamba. Tarak, yeah, it's, yeah, that that's who, yeah, you got it. Cool. <laughs> All right, Samson. So, what's your, or is it Danny's? No, it's Samson's turn anymore. Okay, Samson, yeah. My number two is I think you should leave, Tim <laughs> Robinson. <laughs> I was curious how much our lists were gonna match up, and I I thought this might be the one show that we kept coming back to. Like, See, it is so funny. I thought Big Mouth would be. That's part of why I didn't put it on my list either. I was like, Big Mouth is going to get brought up too many times. But I, I think it's funny that this got put in there. I mean, like, it's genuinely funny. I, and I've probably seen it. I've seen every episode, I think, probably a minimum of four times at this point. Like, it's just so good. And, like, I love showing it to people. I love rewatching it myself. It's just, it's so good. And, um... If I wanted to say too, if you really like, um, I think you should leave. And you uh, are out of episodes. Uh, there's a show on Netflix called The Characters, and Tim uh, Robinson got to do an episode, and it's basically just a half hour long episode of I think you should leave. So if you want <laughs> more sketches, that and th the thing with it too is like I feel it's more solid than any one episode of I think you should leave, just oh, okay. because. It came out before he got um, picked up for I Think You Should Leave. So I think, like, it's like it was him being like, this is my half hour 
to like bring the best sketches mm. I can. Mm. And they are so funny and so weird. It actually has some of my favorite sketches that he's written in, in that it's, it just opens with a bang and just doesn't stop. I, I can't recommend watching the characters episode <laughs> enough, but I, I'm only harping on that because I think I was about to say funny, funny that in your number two spot for, I think you should leave. You've talked more about the characters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to fill. Um, I don't know. I'm trying not to repeat Danny. No, I mean, there's a reason we have it on here, and it's like you're more than welcome to say your piece on it. I also think if you really like Tim Robinson as a person and his comedic style, Detroiters is also a good show to watch, too, because it was him. And I think Sam Richardson is his name. It's the Mm. uh, black guy that was on Veep. Um, Mm. So, like, the two of them work together on a lot of projects. You see him, like, as a uh, guest star on I Think You Should Leave a few times. Um they're, the the two of them work really well together in Detroiters. It's like these two guys are starting an advertisement agency in Detroit, and it, that's just their whole story. So oh. it's it's a good it's a good show. I I recommend it as well. Well, that that reminds me, if you if you like Tim Robinson, you should also watch Swiss Family Robinson, <laughs> um, which is kind of his origin story. Of course. Oh, Wait, no, I thought Meet the Robinsons was his origin story. Oh, that's, I mean, they're they're kind of both his origin story. Because remember, Meet the Robinsons has to do with time travel. Time travel, yeah. Multiple timelines. So, yeah, yeah. So they, they, they actually both are his origin story. And then he it's actually... Some, it's some, like, Marvel comic stuff, honestly. It's, it's, it's crazy timeline. Yeah, and then he also wrote a tribute song called Here's to You, Mrs. Robinson, which mm-hmm. is about his, his mother. Um, yeah, but he wrote it in such a weird time that someone thought it was like Back to the Future esque. So he had to he had to say he didn't write it. Yeah, because it, it, otherwise it would have you know messed up the space time continuum. Mm-hmm. It's a shame, yeah. but you know, good guy. Yeah. So uh, my number two, uh, which might not come as a shock to you guys because I've talked about it a bit, is Sex Education. Mm. Um, so this is a unbelievably hilarious story that I've talked about in the past, but I, I just love it. Aza Butterfield does a fantastic job. All of the teenage actors in there and now adult actors, um, they're, they're amazing. I, I think this show, it's another one that talks on kind of sex and the uncomfortable, like, uh, like amount of it and how little it's actually talked about in like high school just to make people like aware of it and like use condoms and stuff like that. And I also think this show one has fantastic storytelling, but two has fantastic character relationships. And I think Mm. that's one of the reasons why I really enjoy it because it might not be like the funniest, but I think it just, it hits everything it needs to. And even though it's a comedy, it's got so many other aspects to it that I thought it stood out as like its comedic side overall. I, I thought like you you watch the things for the little moments in there, but overall you're checking it out for like the story on top of it. Um, mm. I I just think Sex Education it's a phenomenal show. I highly recommend it. Don't let the fact that they're British throw you off. Oi oi oi! But it's it's just it's so good. I I really do like it. It's getting a third season that's coming out hopefully whenever they can start filming again. I think August oh, yeah. actually is when I saw they're going back, but. Highly recommend Sex Education. Hmm. Yeah, it's been on my list of, of uh, shows to watch, and it's just one of the ones that I always forget about. For I don't for one reason or another, because I, I it's from what you've described of it, it, it sounds you know really good. So yeah, uh, I, I definitely 
I'm, I want to watch it at some point. I'm just bad at watching things sometimes. Oh, and the plot as well. Basically, the main character, he, um, his mom is a sex therapist, and he goes to his uh, high school and basically has people pay him for sex therapy sessions, even though he oh. is too uncomfortable with himself to masturbate. Ah, <laughs> uh, just like Samson. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. After all those surgeries. Yeah. But that, that's all I got to say on it. So, Sean, do you want to you wanna go into your number one Netflix comedy? Yeah, and you know, if you've been paying attention, you might be able to guess what it is based on, uh, based on some breadcrumbs that I left. But my number one is I Think You Should Leave. Now, to, my, you know, way, way to, to make my discussion of it a little bit uh, on the unique side is I think a part of the reason that I like it so much is from, uh, I've done a lot of, of sketch writing and obviously, you know, pales in comparison to professional stuff that's done. Uh, like I think you should leave or, or SNL or something like that. But, uh, I, I, and, and Samson, when you mentioned that Tim Robinson had to make his own show because SNL was like, these are too weird. We don't really want them. Oh, it was a problem that I faced very much when I was writing sketches with, uh, with shenanigans because I would just be like, whoa, what if we just do this really weird thing? And then we, like, don't explain it. And it just, it's, it, who knows if they're going to laugh, but they'll at least be confused. Yeah. And then they would go, no! And, and so so I just understand. I understand the, the, the want to be creatively free and do your own thing. And I think, um, I think that I think you should leave as a great example of how if you just give someone the space and time, uh, even if their style is a little offbeat or weird, it can still be really entertaining. Mm -hmm. And I think You Should Leave has probably made me laugh the most out of anything I've watched on Netflix with, you know, putting aside uh, stand-up specials because those are, you know, kind of different category. Which we might do as a ranking episode in the future, FYI. Oh, it's uh, a spoiler for the future. Spoiler alert. I hope you're ready for me to only talk about John Mulaney. Number three. Kevin James. Number two, Kevin James. Number one, Kevin James. Whoa! I was hoping you would say David Spade. Kevin James is. David Spade doesn't have one. He doesn't. Nah. I would assume if Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, and Kevin James have one, that David Spade has to, as well as Rob Schneider. I don't think either of them do stand up. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't think they do. Although I didn't know Kevin James did stand up, so. um. (laughs) Well, now you know. Yeah. Yeah. Samson, would you like to take us away with your number one? My number one is American Vandal, specifically season one of American Vandal. Season two is fine, but season one is so good. Um, It's just one of the. It truly is one of the funniest mockumentaries I've ever seen, and at the same time, like I feel like. It actually, like, once you get to the end of it, it there, like, is truly a message. And I think it's, like, something that really resonated with, with me and uh, something that I felt. Like, and I won't go into it because I think it takes a... I think it might ruin part of, you know, some of the mystery of the show. But, like, I, I think that the show has a lot to say in terms of commentary about, like, um, you know... like the the negative qualities of like um, power dynamics especially in teachers and like you know what happens when you have like 
teachers that definitely shouldn't be working at schools working there. Like the te- mm. most of the teachers at this school are awful, and like yeah. it just becomes more and more clear. And like a lot of the teachers, I, I like recognize as people like that worked at like my high school or middle school or whatever that like just definitely shouldn't have been there. You mm-hmm. know, whether they be creepy or like just treat students negatively for no reason and make assumptions. Um, I, it's just like. I think the commentary is really interesting all the way around and I, it's just genuinely funny. And the dude who plays, uh, is it Dylan? I think is the main character. Yeah. Uh, Or not the main character, but basically the whole show is about this, this, uh, this really dumb kid who, uh, just does makes a lot of like crass and appropriate jokes. And, uh, he gets (laughs) expelled for, um, spray tape, spray painting, like, a dozen penises 27. on the t- 27 piece, uh, penises <laughs> on teachers cars and uh the whole mod like the whole like tagline of the show is like who drew the dicks and like it's just it's just genuinely funny and like the the little like it's just such a great parody of true crime um while also just having something really good to say but it's the the kid who plays the the dude who plays the kid who's been accused and expelled is so funny and like a lot of the characters are just people you went to high school with and like you can be like oh my god yeah that's exactly like that person i know which makes it just infinitely funnier to me um i can't recommend it enough Hmm. i the other thing i really want to touch on is you're watching the show right and the whole thing is who drew the dicks you're trying to figure out who spray painted a bunch of dicks which is in first of all an absurd concept right like who who drew 27 (laughs) dicks on teachers cars unbelievably absurd the second thing is as you're watching these journalism students because it's the journalism club is investigating to try and determine whether he's innocent or not um you're watching it and you forget that this is all about trying to figure out who spray painted 27 dicks on cars (laughs) the amount of detail and attention that this show puts into trying to uncover this mystery and determine what's actually going on here is unbelievably well done like it's kind of ridiculous how much credit and effort this show has towards figuring out who drew dicks yeah i and i mean like the, the way they use such an absurd and multiple absurd premises like not to ruin any of the really good gags and jokes that happen like but there they just there are more outlandish hilarious situations that like are tied together by really compelling drama it's just really fascinating the way that they they managed to have a really compelling story yeah. and very dramatic story uh at the same time as having like undermining themselves with this absurdity all the time i, I think the other thing is like mm-hmm. you, these stories right there's like a story about like who gave a hand job and stuff like that i i think those actually are things that high schoolers have talked about like i'm sure there are rumors that went around your own high school where it's just like, oh, yeah, this person did that. Or like, oh, this person's known for this. Like, Yeah, the pooper. Yeah, it, it's it's just it's a thing that happens. And I think that's what makes this show so great is because you can remember those rumors that went around when you were in high school. Unless you were homeschooled, in which case you were just making fun of yourself. But that that's like it, it's just it's such a good <laughs> show. I wish I could have put it in my top three. But I, I think my number one is a little bit better for my recommendation personally. Hmm. So... So what is it, Danny? Yeah, so my number one Netflix comedy is Santa Clarita Diet. 
Now, I've talked about this show in the past, but it is one of the funniest shows I've ever seen in my entire life. For reference, my dad can be a relatively serious guy. He doesn't laugh at anything. He has been like sob crying watching this show from how funny it is. It is Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant, and they are a couple that lives in Santa Clarita, California. They are real estate agents who work together, and then Drew Barrymore's character dies and comes back to life as a zombie. So now they're trying to live their normal life where they are still trying to sell real estate and take their daughter to school and all of that, except she now wants to kill and eat people. And Timothy Oliphant's going through an existential crisis about whether or not it's okay to kill and eat people, even though he's not the one doing it. It is so genuinely funny. The core four in the cast, so it's those two, um, their daughter, who I forget the actress's name is, and their next-door neighbor, who has a huge crush on the daughter, who's played by Skylar something. He, he's this kid who's been appearing in everything. I always forget his name. Um, the four of them have unbelievable chemistry, unbelievable comedic timing and just are genuinely enjoying being with each other and you can tell in each of the episodes this is just one of the most ridiculous premises and one of the most ridiculous concepts and it's just so funny it is genuinely so funny and i think it's one of the best comedic things netflix has ever produced Hmm. yeah i remember seeing a trailer for it and thinking that looks pretty good yeah and then it got put on my 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 classic list of I'm going to get to that. <laughs> I think the, the other thing is, unfortunately, season three, it was canceled after that. So it's on a cliffhanger. Oh. So that's the one like really disappointing thing. But yeah. otherwise, like everything <clears throat> pays off, like every single moment you see, there's something about it in the future. Huh. That's always very satisfying. Yeah. But this has been our rankings of Netflix comedies. Um, there were, Blech. of course plenty that couldn't have made the list there were of course plenty that i was looking at and thinking this might go better on a different type of list because we're going to be trying to do a few different categories for each of the major streaming services and of course we'll update them as time goes on if new things come out and we're like holy shit this is better than anything i've ever seen um (laughs) i i do think though that like this was really fun to do i love putting together these ranking lists i think these are also more bite-sized episodes so it's easier for people to kind of sit back and enjoy and just look for straight up recommendations and not anything else we're talking about. Um, If you guys have any suggestions for ranking lists that we can do in the future, hit us up on Instagram at the board and browsing podcast. Um, If you guys have anything else to say, go for it. Uh, Yeah. You can also reach us by carrier pigeon. Mm. Uh, They know the way they'll find me. They'll find me. Sounds good. Um, Yeah. So I, I guess that's, perfect way to wrap up the episode hit us up by carrier pigeon or uh at board and browsing podcast on instagram but or yell at samson on the street or yell at samson on the street yep Mm -hmm. i have long hair and a beard so you'll recognize me instantly from that and he's always he's always recording as we've learned so (laughs) anyway you'll never get my ketamine (laughs) (laughs) well this has been the board and browsing podcast ranking episode of netflix comedies my name is danny I'm Sean. I'm Samson. And thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you all next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye.